As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Transforming Lives Bible Radio Show. With Dr. V from Florence, South Carolina and the Divine Church of Deliverance. Catch Transforming Bible Radio Show every Tuesday with Dr. V at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Positive Power with Robert Zach Christian Media and Spreaker Podcast. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome back to Transforming Lives Bible Radio Show. This is your host, as always, Dr. V, better known as Dr. Virginia Singleton, Senior Pastor of the Divine Church of Deliverance, located right here in the small city of Florence, South Carolina. We are located at 550 Lawson Street, right on the corner of also Gladstone and Lawson. Also, Pastor Chuck Singleton, he serves as our assistant pastor and the producer of Transforming Lives Bible Radio. Welcome back to all of our faithful listeners. We also want to say hello to Jerry Ross Live out there in Radio Land. Thank you, Jerry, for being with us tonight and our engineer, the best broadcasting engineer on this side of the planet. We just want to thank you for being back with us all on tonight. You all know how we do it. Before we go any further, we have to always give honor to the one who makes it possible for us to come before you every Tuesday evening at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time to bring a word in your spirit. You know his name. His name is Jesus Christ. Let us pray just for a moment. Father God, in the precious name of Jesus, we just have to tell you thank you. Father God, we thank you for a lot of help and strength. Father, we thank you for the blood that is still running warm in our veins. Father God, we thank you because it was nobody but you who have kept us from last Tuesday to this Tuesday up until this very moment. We didn't have to do it, but 
you did. And, Father God, you ask that you send the Holy Spirit to abide with us for the time that we shall be on this platform on tonight. Lord, just show a word in our spirit tonight that somebody's heart can be enlightened, Lord, and that a life may be transformed by this word on tonight. Because, God, if there was ever a time that we needed to know about abiding in your love, we need to know about it now. There is so much going on in the world, and the love of mankind is waxing cold. But, Lord, bring us back to you that we may know more how to love in you, that you might be pleasing with us as we come into your presence. Continue to honor this thy servant in your presence, Father God. Decrease me in my flesh that I might continue increasing in you. We thank you now in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the precious Holy Ghost. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and your people say, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Again, welcome back to the Transforming Lives Bible Radio Show. We ask you to do but one thing, that is to go ahead and hit those share buttons and invite others to this word on tonight because there is a sweet word for your spirit on tonight. If you would turn with us to the Gospel of John, chapter 15, John, chapter 15, we'll be reading into your hearing tonight, verses 8 through 14, John, chapter 15, verses 8 through 14, and the word reads, Hearing is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And verse 14, ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command. Again, yes, there is a word from the Lord. This word tonight that we are going to be uh, discussing for our Bible study tonight, uh, the topic is Abide in Love. And as we were saying in the prayer, if we were think about it, there's so much that is going on in the world around us. Even in our own respective families, it, it just seems like the love of mankind and even People in the body of Christ, it seems that love is waxing cold. The love of mankind for God and even for one another, it is not the same as it was before. I can remember when I was growing up as a young girl, 
you know, and even in my own home, there was so much love. And we had a very large family. I grew up in a, a home, you know, there was 12 children. Of course, we lost one at a very early age, and there was 11 children. But my mother and my father, they taught us to love one another. And even growing up in the church as a young girl, you know, there was so much love among the body of Christ. But even as I began to get older, the church family, the love didn't seem like it was when I was younger. And even now, you know, as an older adult, you know, the love doesn't seem to be abiding the way that God requires us as his people to abide in love as we abide in him. And, and I think because we are not abiding in Christ, we can no longer abide in his love. So I thank him tonight that he has given us this word as a reminder that in order for us to abide in the love of God, we got to first know how to abide in him. Jesus, this is a discourse that he was teaching the disciples when he was on his way to the Garden of Gethsemane before he went to the cross. And he was teaching them about the conditions and blessings of abiding in Christ. In our pretext verses 1 through 8, they tell us about the purpose of us bearing fruit. And particularly, we want to just hone in on verse 8, but we're going to look at the other verses 1 through 7 as well. But I think verse 8 just kind of encapsulates for us what the other seven verses is talking about. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciple. First of all, I think we need to establish that we don't abide in the love of Jesus Christ. How can we, first of all, glorify God, and how can we bear fruit, and how can we say that we are truly a disciple of Jesus Christ? God is love, Jesus is love, and how can we say that we are abiding in him if we are not abiding in love for one another. And when we look at verses 1 through 7, what, what they hone in and, and what they really point out to us, the, the blessing that we can receive for abiding in the love of Christ, what do we receive? God is the husbandman. Christ is the vine. Believers are the branches that abide in Christ. Every fruitless branch that's in Christ, hear me now, even though we may be in Christ, if we are not bearing any fruits, we are cut off, we are withered, then we are gathered with other dead branches. 
and we are thrown into the fire to be burned. Oh, my goodness. However, every fruitful branch, meaning those branches in Christ, that bear fruit in Christ, we are purged that we might be more fruitful. Every branch in Christ is clean, purged in heart by the word of God if they are walking in the light. Branches must abide in Christ. There can't be any ifs, ands, and buts about it. If we are really in Christ, we must abide in Christ, and Christ will abide in us so that we might be able to produce fruit. The branch is helpless to produce fruit of itself without the vine. We cannot do anything in and of ourselves without the power of Jesus Christ. At the same time, if we are not abiding in him, Christ is helpless to produce fruit through us, which are the branches, unless we remain connected in him. Branches must not only remain connected to and in Christ, but we must have his word abiding in us or our prayers will not be answered. Branches must abide in Christ or be cut off and burned up. One last point. God can only be glorified by the branches when they remain in Christ and produce much fruit. We just want to throw those points out there because that's what verses 1 through 7 highlight for us when it comes to our connection to the vine when we are branches. So either we are branches that's connected to the vine that are fruitful and we are able to produce through Jesus Christ or even if we are connected to the vine if we are fruitless, if we are not bearing any fruit then what happens is no different than if there's a dead limb or if there's dead dried up leaves on a vine because they're trying to survive, they will suck all of the life out of the tree or the other leaves. So the best thing to do is to cut them off because if they're dead, they cannot survive. So in order for the others to be able to survive, we get rid of that, which is fruitless. That's what Jesus is saying. So to abide in God is to love him with all of our hearts. Everything flows from the Father to his children 
in love. When we look at verse 9, and again it reads, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Then Jesus commands us, he said, Continue ye in my love. Now, God the Father, he always heard Jesus when Jesus prayed. So now, Jesus is promising us as his children, as the branches, that's connected and that is abiding in him. He is commanding us to continue in his love and continue in the vine. And he's saying, as long as you continue in that same love that the Father showed me, I showed you the love that my Father showed me. He said, and just that my Father protected me, and just that my Father provided for me, just like my Father heard my prayer, because I abided in him in love, I promise you, if you continue in me, and if you continue in that same love that I have given to you, when you pray to the Father, your prayers also will be answered when you pray your prayers in love in my name. Oh, there's power in the name of Jesus. But we need to understand sometimes we wonder why when we pray, and we pray so hard sometimes that we work up a sweat. But the Lord don't care anything about our sweat. We need to consider all we abiding in love in Jesus Christ. Or are we just praying because somebody say we must pray to the Father? When we pray to God, are we praying in Jesus' name, or somebody going to be helped in a minute if you really want to know how to get your prayers answered. So hang on in there and listen up very carefully. In John chapter 15 and verse 16, Jesus said, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. So what is Jesus saying here? Jesus said, you didn't choose me. You on this line who had accepted Christ, as your personal Savior, and you have a relationship with him, and you are living the life of holiness. See, that's a way of life. The holiness is not a religion. It's a way of life. Holiness is not the denomination. It is a way of life. He said, you did not choose me. He said, I chose you. And when I chose you, I handpicked you, I chose you from your mother's womb, and I ordained you. And the reason why I chose you 
I ordain you. What is he? How did he ordain? He equipped you. I poured into you everything that you were going to need throughout your entire lifetime. Oh, yeah, you got off on the wrong track in many ways. You got off the path that I cut out for you that I had already laid out for you, but I had already predestined your life. I brought you into the world with purpose, and the purpose that I brought you into the world was that you should go and bring forth other fruit just like I showed you, and that your fruit should remain. What I poured in you was for you to go and impart it into others that were not saved. So you weren't saved just to be saved. You weren't anointed just to be anointed. I poured into you the anointing that's on your life so that you could be a light to the world and be salt for the earth to go out and bring in the others who did not yet know me. He said, so that your fruit can remain, the fruit that's in you, you will become a fruit bearer. You will go out and you will pour into others what I have poured into you. That's how your fruit will remain, by you drawing others, pouring into the lives of others that I have poured into you. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. He said, no, you don't ask me directly. You ask my Father. And when you go before my Father, Jehovah God, and when you ask God for anything, and when you say, I ask you this, Father, in the name of Jesus, he said, when Daddy hear my name, he know that I sent you, you come in my name. He said, and when you act in my name, he will give it to you. True Christians and ministers of the word of God must be fruit bearers. That's what God created you to be. The name of Jesus. See, we just told you the Holy Ghost was going to help us understand how to get our prayers answered. The name of Jesus gives us the authority to do the ministry works that we do without any limitation to what believers may ask, no matter what they shall receive within the bounds of the promises of God. We go before the Father and we ask him, as long as it's within the limitations of his promises, when we go in the name of Jesus, he, the name Jesus is our authority. We can go in anybody else's name. The Father don't give us. Why? Because he has not given power unto no other name under heaven except the name of Jesus. And when he hear that name, he know, okay, my son has set his approval on them because they come in his name. Oh my, you better hear this tonight. True ministers must 
abide in the love of God. And when I say ministers, I'm not only talking about pastors or somebody who is licensed. I'm talking about anybody who take a word to anybody, any disciple, anybody who evangelized the word of God, you're a minister. Do you hear me? You don't have to have a title behind your name, Reverend Dr. So-and-so or Minister So-and-so, or you may not be like If you are ministering this word to somebody, you a minister. Hallelujah. True ministers must abide in the love of God. They must be chosen of God to do work in the vineyard. They must be ordained of God. They must labor hard to bring forth fruit. When we say fruit, we are talking about, we're not talking about apples and oranges and peaches and pears. We are talking about those who are unsaved, those who are still out there in darkness. They must preserve and not destroy the fruit. See, we got to live a life that will that, that looks well enough that when we go before those who are unsaved, out the power that is in us ought to be of the Holy Ghost that can help draw them. They need to see the light of love in us. We can't go before the unsaved judging and condemning them. Who do we think we are? Nobody came to us judging and condemning us. Somebody came before us. God sent us people that abided in him. And when we abide in the love of Jesus Christ, we all know how to go to the unsaved people and talk to them out of love. No matter what their lifestyle is. See, God only hates the lifestyle, but he loved that sinner man. So that's why we cannot go to that sinner man we can't go to the unsaved person and talk to them in a judgmental and a condemning way. We got to still speak to them with love. Why? Because what if God had come against us because of the lifestyle that we was living in? What if he did not approach us because of where we were when he found us? But thank God he looked beyond our fault. Thank God he looked beyond our lifestyle. Thank God he looked, he, he looked past the sin that we were committing, and he saw us. He saw the sinner, and he saved us. He got rid of the sin, but he saved you, and he saved me. Why? Because he looked for that love that he had put in us when he created us. We just got off on the wrong track. So through love, he loved love back to him. He reached through that sin, and he reached and found that love that was in us, and the love in him reached and found that love that was in us, and love, love, that love back to himself. So that's why we got to learn how to be able to preserve love when we find it, and not destroy the fruit when we find it. We have to be able to pray prayers that get results. We've got to be able to love all people without respect of persons. Oh, my goodness. We should exemplify the love of Jesus Christ and should continue in his love. Our love, when we say that we are the children of God, our love got to look like his love. You hear what I'm saying? 
His love don't judge and condemn. His love knows how to cover. His love knows how to hide. Do you hear what I'm saying? His love will look past the eyes of mercy. His love draws. His love is pure. His love is holy. His love knows how to love somebody who don't even know how to love themselves. Do you hear what I'm saying tonight? And when we abide in love, that means we are abiding in Jesus Christ. And when we are abiding in him, then we are learn how to see people as he sees people. We are look for the people and stop looking for their sins. Oh, oh, I, bet I know somebody toenails curled up just now. We will see people and we will stop looking for their sins. That's why some of us can't help nobody, because we see their sin before they, we see them. No, we got to be able to see the people. We got to be able to see the human first so before we can help them out of the sinful place where they are. Because it's the Lord who's going to help them out of their sin. Do you know we can't save nobody out of no sin? No, we can't save nobody. But we can tell them about the love of Jesus Christ. And when we are abiding in love, we will go with them and we are taught love. And it is a Lord. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So we lift up the name of Jesus in love to the sinner man. Then it is the love of God that's going to draw them out of their sin. When we look at verse 10, verse 10 says, if you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. He said, I had to do it. He said, and I, and I was God in the flesh. He said, when I was in the world, I kept the commandments of my Father. He said, I didn't go out on my own agenda. I did not establish my own righteousness and refused to submit myself to the righteousness of my father. He said, whatever my father told me I had to do, he said, I did what the father told me to do. I kept his commandments. He said, and if I had to keep my father's commandments, I expect for you, if you love me the way you say you love me, I expect for you to keep my commandment. Why? Because my commandment to you is no different than the commandment that my father gave unto me. Christians, those of us who say that we are Christians, and when we call ourselves Christians, it only means that we are Christ-like. So if we are Christ-like, we are obligated to obey the gospel throughout our lifetime, not only during temporary acts of faith. Oh, we can keep the commandment. We can keep the, the word of God. We can dot every eye and we can cross every T when people's eyes are upon us. And when we do an act of faith, oh, we can just be the most righteous person there is as long as people are looking at us, as long as people are inviting us and people, we're on people's programs. Oh, we can just be the best Christian there is. But he said, no, throughout your entire lifetime, when nobody is looking, 
what are you doing when nobody can see you, when no eyes is upon you except the Lord, whose eyes is the most important. When nobody can see you, when you are on nobody's platform, when you are not on the dais at behind nobody's podium, when you are not in the pulpit, when you are not in the church on Sunday morning, when you are not on these conference calls talking to nobody, when you all by yourself, when you are not out there in a community doing your acts of kindness, nobody can see you. When you all by yourself, what are you doing? Are you still being wise black? When you in your home, when the church people can't see you, when the pastor don't know what you're doing, are you still abiding in love? That is what Jesus is saying. You've got to keep the commandment no matter where you are. We must remain obedient unto God and keep his commandment if we are to remain as righteous as Jesus Christ was while he was in this world. And we know, we know the history. We know the story of what Jesus had to suffer when he was in this earth. But he remained who he was in God. He continued to abide in love. He didn't turn in hate on anybody. He didn't retaliate. On anyone, the main one that was hurting him, the one that was fighting him, the one that was kicking against the prick against him, he showed them love in spite of what they were doing unto him. He continued in the commandment of his father. When we look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 1, 5, and 6, it says, now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that ye might do them in the land where ye go to possess it. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. You know, so we got to do this thing, y'all, every day. We just can't do it temporarily. We just can't keep the commandment when people are around us. We just can't keep the commandment. We just can't be holy in church. When we are not around the saints, we have still got to be abiding in love. Even when we are not around those that know us, when we are among strangers, we must still abide in love among strangers because they need to be shown love also. First John chapter 4 and verse 17 says, Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. This will become a judgment day, that we can be judged on the love that we show in this earth. Because as he is, so are we in this world. God is depending on us as his ambassadors. Jesus is depending on us 
to represent him in this earth. He told us to continue in his love. He said, I'm no longer walking in the earth in the flesh, and I have chosen you to represent me, represent my love in the world. I need you to be the life of love in this world so mankind can know that I still live. And how do they know that I still live? Because they see the love of Jesus Christ in you. Oh, my goodness. That's why we must abide in love in this world. By God dwelling in us, by our dwelling in him, by having the fullness of the love of Jesus Christ in our lives, and by the perfection of that love dwelling in us and being active in our lives, daily manifesting, we have boldness in the day of judgment. That's our promise. This is possible. Why? Stop the beat. Because we are like God, holy, pure, loving, good nature, and true. Why? Because we are abiding in love in this world. Oh, I know somebody want to be like that. If you say that you belong to him, you want to represent who he is in this earth. Know that he is depending on you. And he is depending on me to represent him in this earth. Verse 11. These things, Jesus said, have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Even though he was teaching this to the disciples, know that this word is still relative. It still resonates to us who are his disciples of today. Up until now, I'm sorry, let me read another scripture for you that, that, that also supports what Jesus was saying here. John chapter 16 and verse 24 says, Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. He said, Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. What was Jesus saying in this passage? He said, Up to now, before now, you have not asked anything in my name. Why? Because I was with you and you asked me personally. I was in the earth with you, walking in the earth in the flesh with you. So you didn't have to pray to me for nothing. You just asked me personally because I, I, I was in the flesh there with you. It was tangible. I was tangibly with you right there. You know, so you didn't have to pray to me. You didn't have to pray to the Father for anything. I was right there beside you. So you asked me personally for what you wanted. He said, but after I leave you, you must ask of the Father in my name. He said, so when I depart from you and I'm no longer in the flesh walking in the earth with you, now you got 
in my name, whatever you ask the Father for, if you ask in faith and believe it, that he would do it for you, then it shall be done. Same thing for you and for me. We abide in him and he abides in us. We have that same authority that he was given to the disciples to pray and ask in the name of Jesus. That's also our authority when we abide in him. So do not be afraid to ask. Just ask in faith and you shall receive. Your asking is not just limited to salvation alone, but whatsoever or anything or all things that you ask the Father for will be given, Jesus said, in my name, not in anybody else's name. You can't go in Buddha name. You can't ask him in all our name. You can't go ask him in the name of a how, but you got to ask him in my name. And you got to call my name. You got to tell him in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God. Your asking is not limited, you see. Whatever you ask in my name. When we abide in him, in love, we can ask whatever by faith in the name of Jesus. And the Father will do it for us. For no good thing, the Lord promised us this. He said, no good thing will the Father withhold from his children. That's a promise. You don't hear that? That's a promise that God has made unto us. And Jesus approved it. He said, no good thing will God the Father withhold from his children. Whether it be material, whether it be physical, whether it's a spiritual blessing, whether it concerns the body, whether it concerns the soul, or whether it's spiritual, he will not hesitate to give it to you when you abide in him in love. Verse 12. This is my commandment, Jesus said, that you love one another as I have loved so, so all these blessings are predicated upon us loving one another and abiding in love in Jesus Christ. Then he goes on to say, what are these things that he's saying? Let's, let's, let's call on Matthew to support what Jesus said here. Matthew 22, verses 36 through 40. What was being said here? Master, the old Pharisee, they were being smart. Master. Which is the great commandment in the law? Asking Jesus a question, trying to trick Jesus. They didn't realize how smart Jesus was. They didn't recognize that he was a wizard at the law. He knew everything. He said he knew the law better than they knew it themselves. Jesus goes on to say in verse 37, Jesus said unto him, this was a Pharisee, one of these lawyers that was asking Jesus this question. Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and 
prophet. Oh my God, I can I can see the eyes of that lawyer just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. He said because on these two commandments, you know, you think you want to throw your little lawyer question at me? He said, but what I just told you on these two commandments hang all of the law and the prophets. And if you do these things, don't worry about all the other law. If you can, if you can just master these things right here, you'll be all right. Oh, my goodness. Christians are commanded by God to abide in love. And see, the Pharisees and the Sadducees couldn't do this because they didn't abide in love. They, they did the their name, they doctrine. They came up, they created their own doctrine, which had nothing to do with love, because they sure did not love the people, and they sure didn't have respect nor love for God. We should not be swayed away from the love of God by any riches or anything else that this world has to offer. But we should love him as our fellow man. With our whole heart. You see, saying, our heart is a channel through which the Spirit of God can flow. Jesus has already prayed for those who will come to him that we evangelize through abiding love. Jesus said, if I be lifted up to the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. In love, Lift up his name. In verse 13, he said, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. Oh, my goodness. Ain't we glad that the Lord didn't ask one of us to lay down and die for somebody? Oh, because nobody would have been saved if we had to die and give up our life for anybody. Thank God for Jesus. Jesus' commandment to us is the same as his father's commandment to him. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. You see, God loved us so much that when we were still sinners, we didn't even know him. He sent his son Jesus into the world to die for us. He sent love to abide in us giving us opportunity to abide in him, and that love was Jesus Christ. You see, for God so, John 3, 16 and 17 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then verse 17 says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You know, so so God loved us so much till he sent love into a dying, sinful, old, hateful world that didn't care anything about God. And he said, even while you were yet sinners, I died for you. Now, you, you tell me if that ain't love. Tell me if you know anybody that loved you that much. You probably can't even think of anybody that loves you as after that much. Oh, my God. And why you hurting them, why you nailing them to a cross or anything, that they'll be saying, I forgive you for what you're doing to me. He was praying to his father. He was these 
gentle, these hateful people didn't even have any love for him, nailed him to a cross, had him stretched out wide, sticking swords in his side, spears in his side, and he was saying, Father, forgive them, but they know not what they do. That ain't nothing but love. But because he loved his father so much, and he made a promise to his father, and he was so committed to the promise he made, and so he loved it what his father loved. He loved it, those sinners. Yes, he did. Because he promised his father, if you give me a body, I'll go down and I'll redeem them sinners back to you. Daddy, I know you love them. They don't know what they're doing. I'll go down and I'll give them a pattern to live by. I'll show them that they can have a way back to you if they would just live by the pattern that I give them. They can make it back. I'll give my life. I'll shed my blood. Why? Because I love what you love. And so since you love that sinful mankind so much, I love them too, baby. And I'm going to go down and I'm going to give my life in their place. That ain't nothing but love. Abiding in love. And so now it's our time now to abide in love in Jesus Christ. And then look at verse 14. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? This, this, this is so important. So important here in verse 14. Jesus said that you would lay down your life for your, for your friends. Jesus called us friends. Do you hear me? He called us friends when we abide in him. Verse 14 says, Ye are my friends. If you do, if you do, whatsoever I command you. You are my friends. If you do, whatsoever. I command you. Or let's talk about that just a little bit. Jesus' commandment to us is the same as his father's commandment to him. And what was that commandment? To love one another. You see, Jesus laid down his life for you and for me. We should love each other. And we should love each other enough that we would esteem others above ourselves in meeting their spiritual needs. You see, Jesus specifically said in this verse, if we obey him, we are considered as his friends. See, there's a, there's a contingency there. You see, we might think that we Jesus' friend, but he said, if we obey him, we are considered as his friend. Now, on the flip side of that, the real his friends continued upon us obeying him. If we do not obey him, then we are not his friend. So you need to ask yourself the question now, are you his friend? Are you obeying him? Jesus and our Father God is love. So we too must abide in love with one another. First John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8 says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, not hate. There's nothing you can read God through the word of God and there's a thing with God. Hate in the 
is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God. And know God. But verse 8 says, He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. Mm. You see, God loves us in spite of not, in spite of, not because of who we are, of what we have done, or regardless of what our lifestyle is. It's the thing that we do against God's will for our life. That is what God hates. God don't hate us. God don't hate the sinner. God hates sin. But God loves the sinner. He separates the sin from the sinner. Because the sin is not who the sinner is. Your action is not who you are. That is why God can separate that. That's why he can look beyond the fault and see that I still have need of Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad he loves us enough to look beyond our fault and see our need for a Savior? When we abide in Jesus and he abides in us, his eyes of mercy, thank God for mercy, his eyes of mercy looks upon our weaknesses with his heart of love and continues to show us loving kindness, forgiveness of our faults and failures as long as we abide in him and his precious blood. And in the words of the songwriter that is so precious and so meaningful and just so real that resonates along with this subject. I'm not just going to do that first little stanza of it right here. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. For it was grace that brought my liberty. I do not know just why he came to love me so. He looked beyond my fault and saw my need. Oh, my goodness. That is such a blessing to all of us and should be to all of us tonight. Because we was all sinners before God saved us. And it took a precious, pure, holy blood to wash our sins away. And when we knew nothing about being saved, and when we knew nothing about love, when this world was dying, did not know if we were ever going to come out of darkness. It was God who sent love into this world. And his name was Jesus Christ. And if it had not been for love who came into this sinful world, we would never have had a right to the tree of life. We would never have had a way to go back to the Father. But love came into this world, taught us how to love one another. Love came into this world and told us how to get back to the Father. Love came into this world 
who love us until we learn how to love ourselves. And now because love has taught us how to love, and now that we say that we are abiding in him, then we need to abide in the love of God and in the love of Jesus Christ. And we sure enough need to know how to show love, real love, to our fellow man. Oh, we want to thank God for this word tonight. I don't know about you, but it certainly has raised my level of love and how I abide in my love with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank God for the word tonight. We want to thank God for all of you who have tuned in with us tonight. We thank God for all of our faithful listeners who every Wednesday that comes on, you know who you are. We pray a special blessing upon your life. We believe that somebody's heart has been changed by this word and a life was transformed because you heard this word on tonight. We want to thank God tonight for Jerry Ross Live Worldwide. We want to thank God for PositivePower21.org. We thank God tonight for Pastor Chuck Singleton, who is a producer of Transforming Lives Bible Radio. And we thank God again for every one of you that comes on this line and support Transforming Lives Bible Radio Ministry. Stay on the line. Do not hang up because we got more that's going to be coming following Transforming Lives. Following this show, you will hear Alpha Dr. D. You will hear Paula Breon on Thy Testimony. And following Paula, you will hear on none other than Veronica Brown on Pearl with Veronica. Remember, to abide in love, not hate. For God command us to love one another and abide in love in Jesus Christ. This is Dr. V saying, come back next week, same time, same place, but walk in love. Good night. Lives Bible Radio Show with Dr. V of Florence, South Carolina and the Divine Church of Deliverance. Catch Transforming Bible Radio Show every Tuesday with Dr. V at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Positive Power with Robert Sack Christian Media and Spreaker Podcast. Did you know that Internet radio and television can help bring worldwide awareness to your business? During this current season, the number of businesses that are conducting business from home are increasing. Also, many of us are staying home these days, and many actually prefer to shop from home. Positive Power 21 produces positive, faith-based programming that is seen around the world. Around the world on platforms such as WATC TV 57 in Atlanta. Roku, Hulu, Truly TV, Jenico Faith-Based TV, DeKalb 25 in DeKalb County, Georgia, and YouTube. Now that all adds up to a global reach of over 20 million households. Positive Power 21 has radio and television underwriting opportunities available that can assist you in gaining worldwide exposure for your business 
product or service. Opportunities that will tailor to any budget and will provide you with the opportunity to market your business, product, or service indefinitely. Interested? Email jerryvoicelive at gmail.com or paula at paulagvoice.com for more information. Hello, my name is C and I am recording artist from Rwanda in Africa. You're listening to the best internet radio station in the USA with Jerry Royce Live and Positive Power 21. We are one in Christ. We are one in Christ. Hello, everybody. This is Remedy John, a gospel artist from Nigeria, Africa. And you're actually listening to Jerry Ross Live Worldwide Podcast. You don't want to miss this great show. Hook up, hook up, hook up. God bless you. God bless you. The testimony, the testimony with Paula Brian, yeah, the diva for Christ, yeah, why don't you, why don't you tune in every Tuesday at 9 Eastern Standard Time? You are listening to the testimony with host Paula Brian. A.K.A. Diva for Christ. And in case you don't know what that stands for, it's divinely inspired vessel appointed and anointed for a time such as this. Hey, every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, you don't want to miss on You have truly, truly been a blessing. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.